0: Welcome back to Top Chatter Sports. Uh, I'm Victor. I'm here with Brett today. Yeah, hi. Uh, And this will be another rather short Top chatter, even though uh, we did take off last week. So pretty much a rundown, uh, as most of them have been, of where playoffs stand for NBA and NHL. And maybe one or two other notes that come up along the way. But yeah. Brett, how have you... Uh, aside from teams you root for, just enjoyed the playoffs as a whole for let's start with NBA. Um, Have you thought they've been competitive? I know early on, we really liked watching this, the games. Have you felt that that pace has stayed the same? Uh, Yeah. The NBA playoffs have been great.
1: I've been watching it um, as much as I can, as much as I'm able to. Uh, I think while there have been some lopsided series, uh, even the lopsided ones, like the West Finals, for example, Suns are up 3-1 now. Uh, it's still been a competitive series and an entertaining series. So um, especially that last game, 84-80, to they won.
0: You yeah. don't see
1: that low scoring of a game anymore. But just really good defense, really bad offense. Uh, but it was still entertaining. So, yeah, the NBA playoffs are just great.
0: Um, yeah, as you said, Conference Finals, Suns up 3-1 now in that series. Uh, since it has been a while since we recorded, the Western Conference Finals is, in fact, the Suns hosting the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers took down the Jazz in uh, the semis, and the Suns swept the Nuggets. as one fan who got in a fight that game indicated they would. Suns in four. Um so, yes, Suns, one win away from going to the NBA Finals. Uh, in the East, we have the Hawks uh, taking on the Bucks. Um, Two long series there in the semis, uh, but the Hawks and Bucks each came out on top. Uh, yeah, and I believe that series stands 1-1, but correct me if I'm wrong. That is correct, and Game 3 is two nights. Yes, Sunday as we are recording. Uh so let's hear predictions. Do you think the Suns have it in the bag? Can the Clippers make a comeback? Well, yeah, despite what Tyron Liu said
1: after that uh that game for loss, saying that overcoming a 3-1 deficit is quote very doable. It's not that series is done. Um I'll I'll say Suns... In six, I think maybe the Clippers hang on for dear life, get another game, but that one's over. Bucks Hawks is interesting. Uh, both games have been, well, the first game, the Hawks took game one on the road, much like they did in the prior round, uh, kind of to everyone's surprise. It was a very close game, and then the Bucks just absolutely wiped the floor with them last game. I mean, my God, a 125 to 91 victory for the Bucks last game. Um and yeah, I mean, look, I I don't see, I don't, I I see the the good run here ending for Atlanta. I, I think the Bucks are going to handle them pretty pretty easily. Possibly in five, I'll say six.
0: Okay. Uh so yeah, we, I completely agree with the Suns. I honestly think they just closed it out in five. They're they have home court in game five and. I don't see them wanting to go back to LA and for a possible for them to force a possible game seven. So uh, I'll just say sons of five and yeah, honestly, after watching game one of the Hawks bucks, I wondered maybe the Hawks can pull this off again because uh, they were an underdog the round prior and they're definitely an underdog in this one. But after watching game two, it's hard to say that the bucks won't take this series. I think, as you said, this uh, this great year for them for the Hawks is going to come to an end. I'll say Bucks and Six in that as well. So, yeah, looks like we are each expecting a a Bucks Suns final. And if that were to be the case, how do you see that one playing out?
1: Yeah, that will be a good series. That's going to be a long series. Um it definitely feels like a destiny year for, for the sons. Um, just everything is clicking and former Sixers assistant, Monty Williams has done a tremendous job with that team. Probably should have just been the successor to Brett Brown, uh, cause he was already, you know, the assistant coach and wanted the job. Um, but you know, that's in the past and Doc Rivers is great. Uh, So, yeah, but it seems like a destiny year. I mean, he has completely transformed this team, and um, they were able to rebuild quickly, and they already had a lot of good pieces there that just weren't performing, and now they finally are. Um, DeAndre Ayton, for example, grabbed 22 boards last game. That's insane. Devin Booker, we already knew he's been playing well. Uh, The addition of Miles Bridges has been fantastic, and obviously Chris Paul, we can't understate uh, the impact that he has had on all these young guys kind of – accelerating, I guess, their growth and their maturity. So um, I I think I would like the Suns to win that series. I just – I don't think the Bucs have the depth to win. Um, I think the only reason they'll make the finals even is because they snuck by Brooklyn, um, and that was their biggest test, and they barely got it done. And honestly, if James Harden was healthy, I don't think they would have beaten Brooklyn. I just don't think they have the depth. Um, also, should know if Kawhi was playing for the Clippers this series, I think it would be a bit different. I'd still probably take the Suns, but that we should know Kawhi's been out, so that definitely hurts the Clippers. I, obviously,
0: agreed. And I think they can take it to seven if Kawhi's healthy. Um, maybe not. Let's sorry, not if he came back from here. I don't even know if they would be able to take it to seven still. But if he was healthy for the whole series going in, I think it goes seven. Yeah. So okay. Um I'll actually disagree on that. I'll take the Bucks if that is the matchup. I just think, you know, they they were able to to get past the Nets, and even with Harden out, it still is an impressive win. Um, so I think they just find a way to get it done after, you know, not having the outcome for the past few years that they were really hoping for. And this Suns team played a phenomenal season and having a phenomenal postseason, but maybe it comes to an end uh, a little before what they were hoping, and I don't know. I don't know if I see them having this level of success next year at this point in time, so um, I'll take the bucks in that, and then we'll see how that plays out. Um, And then other NBA
1: notes that I realized we didn't discuss. The Celtics hired a new coach. They grabbed uh, the Brooklyn Nets' assistant Uh, It'll be his first head coach gig. Um, Imei Idoka, I believe, is how it's pronounced. Brad Stevens obviously stepped down, became, gave himself a promotion basically uh, to like the basketball ops guy. And so he brought him in. So we'll see how that plays out. Jason Kidd is the new Mavericks head coach after Rick Carlisle stepped down um, after like nine years. He's a fantastic coach. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, if and only then... there was
0: some team that... what I said, if only there was some team that needed a head coach,
1: that's a lot of teams that need head coaches, theoretically. Um, and then, uh, the Trailblazers are going to hire Chauncey Billups to be their coach, that would be his first head coach gig as well. Of course, Detroit Pistons legend Chauncey Billups, uh, he's also going to be one of the youngest coaches in the league at just 44 years of age. Of course, Damian Lillard is apparently not happy with this hire. Um, even though the two have talked frequently throughout this process, uh, it's more so Dame is just not convinced that Portland can attract help and become a contender. Uh, so he seems to be unhappy. So now there's a ton of rumors going around and we'll see what happens with that. I don't expect much to happen with that um, because he's under control for a while. So it, Portland would really have to get an offer that swept them off their feet, I think, to move them. But I digress.
0: For sure. And uh, yeah, I saw there was only one or two coaches. Dame really wanted them to hire and I'm blanking on names. Uh, so if you know them, Feel free. But the first one took himself out of the uh, the possibility. Out of the running. So I know he didn't really want to go to, to Portland to coach. And now it's going to drive me crazy that I don't have names.
1: They were interviewing um, a female assistant from say, I think the Spurs. I forget her name. Um, but she was the favorite for a while. But then they went with Chauncey instead. Gotcha. Uh, Victor, there's actually a good amount of NFL news I just realized. Um, The Steelers, of course, cutting uh, that guy you can talk about if you want. You know what I'm talking about? I just put
0: you in the spot. You saw that, right? No, uh, but I just saw it now. Steelers cut David David DeCastro um, jumping to the NFL, as Brett said. No, I didn't see this. And I'm actually really surprised by this. Um, Why?
1: Well, apparently, he's not even sure if he's going to keep playing because of some ankle thing. Um, but, yeah, he was a pro bowler last year, so that's crazy. He had to get his third ankle surgery or something like that. I only know because I live in Pittsburgh, and people are going bananas about this. And I was like, who cares? But... <laughs> Yeah. Uh so they save like nine million cap space with that by by cutting him, so gotcha. Yeah. Relish. Uh
0: if he is looking at retiring already, then I definitely get it. He signed a five year, fifty million dollar deal back in twenty seventeen. So I believe this would be the final year of his contract, uh if I'm counting correctly. 17, Yeah. A, um right. and yeah one or two more years uh six-time pro bowler but yes they definitely need the cap space as they said and if it's for injury i don't know if he would play anywhere else at that point uh, i know he liked being a Steeler, or at least that's how it seemed so we'll see but no i didn't see that what other nfl news do you have you said there was quite a bit
1: I I don't really have anything other than the NFL's allowing, um, like, alternate helmets again in 2022. Why they ever got rid of that in the first place is well beyond me. But, you know, it's the no fun league. So that's probably why. Because, God forbid, you know, teams can switch up their helmets. Because, you know, only their jerseys, right? And God forbid their cleats have something on it. Like, I... Why people like this league is beyond me, but it'll be cool to see different helmets again. I know the Broncos have a cool one, the uh, the Packers have that ugly ass one. The Bucks are going to bring back their creamsicle jerseys, I hear, and helmets. Hopefully, the Steelers bring back that yellow helmet that I love. So I believe be- they're too. That'll be cool to see.
0: Uh, so- I also. Think the Bengals will have the white tiger helmet for their white tiger alternate jerseys. So that should be actually pretty cool. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh not sure why they got rid of it. Don't really have answers for, for many things that leagues do, especially the NFL at times. Um Yeah. I believe that's all in the NFL. I didn't see anything else. I also apparently missed a lot of news. So, yeah. Jumping to the NHL and over to hockey, I'll let you take this one away.
1: Uh, I Yeah. Um, well, so Joel Armia is not going to be in the lineup for the first two games of the Stanley Cup Final. It's Canadians lightning. Very exciting. Um, yeah, he's in the COVID protocol, as is their coach, who cannot come back till at least game three. Um, so that sucks. The Blackhawks, um, Chicago Blackhawks, have had a lot of disturbing uh, – things finally coming out about what was going on about a decade ago at this point, um, in, within the organization, we don't really need to talk about it too much here because this isn't even really super sports related. It's more so just human related and it's terrible. Um, but I think as a league, the NHL should definitely be, Doing something here. People are going as far as saying everybody involved in the organization at the time should be banned from the NHL for life. I would be okay with that. I think it's a little, maybe much, but I'd be okay with that. Uh certainly things need to happen. Um, again, it was so long ago, it's almost hard to like punish today's Blackhawks team because virtually nobody that was there is still there. But Something needs to be done. Uh, it was terrible. Again, I don't want to get into details. It's not a comfortable thing to talk about. And this is supposed to be a fun podcast, so we're not going to talk about it. But that happened too. And then I'll let you ramble about how your your um, your Lightning are in the cup. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, so as you said, uh, Canadians are playing Lightning in the cup. Uh, Lightning here for a second straight year. They beat the Islanders in six, in seven. Wow, in seven. Uh, Isles won at home in Nassau in the final, what turned into the final game there. And then Tampa won one zero uh, in game seven. The Canadians took down the Vegas Golden Knights in six games, um, wrapping up the series in Montreal. Uh, huge win for them. Just another... Can't say enough how incredible of a season it's been for them because they've definitely exceeded expectations. Nobody really expected them to, uh, I would say few expected them to win the first round, if any, uh, realistically. And I would not believe almost anybody who isn't a Habs fan who said going into the postseason that the Canadians were going to be in the Cup, uh, knowing they would have to go through Vegas or Colorado. But here they are. And congrats to them. Credit to them. Joel Armia won't be there, as you said. Um, but yeah, def- in my eyes, uh, also, as you said, I am a Lightning fan. But I think it will be a fun series. Uh, Tampa is one of the better offenses. Montreal, in the, especially in postseason, has been the best defense, uh, best power play versus best penalty kill. And both goalies are just playing out of their minds. Um, both have under a 2.03 goals against average per game. So despite the offense Tampa b- brings, I see this being a low-scoring affair. And one thing I did want to talk about with this, a lot of things, uh, a lot of rumblings happening as far as there possibly being a Conn Smythe winner for the first time since, I think, 2003, who will not be on the winning team. Um, a lot of people already believe Carey Price should be con Smythe. After all, it is the uh, playoff MVP, not just the best player on the winning team. So what are your thoughts on this? Uh, if, let's say Tampa wins. If it goes more than five games, do you think Carey Price should be comps, Mike? Or do you think it depends too much on what uh, the Tampa players do? I mean, I...
1: The Con should go to the MVP of the postseason. So it doesn't it doesn't have to go to the winning team. So yeah, I mean, I think he should definitely be one of, if not the winner, certainly a finalist and runner up because uh, he's played out of his mind. But uh, you know it, it's it's literally just the MVP award except for for the postseason. And the MVP award doesn't go to the, you know, the president's winning team every year um as it shouldn't so yeah i i have hated how we've been in this thing for years and years and years where it has to go to someone on the winning team because that's just ridiculous that's not what the awards for um but we've just gotten in that tradition so i don't think he will win it because the canadians are not going to win so it'll probably be Braden point or nikita kucherov because they've been the guys carrying the load for the lightning um I would be genuinely surprised if Carey Price wins. But I think, yeah, he absolutely should theoretically because he has probably been the best player in the postseason
0: of it on any team. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I, without doubt, Hill, he should end top three in anybody's eyes. Uh, I think at this point in time, he's definitely number one because when you look at the Lightning and the people you just named in Brainpoint and Nikita Kucherov and even Andre Vasilevsky. Um, those are the front three runners for Tampa. And the fact that you can name more than one and Carey Price is really the only reason uh, that like game in and game out that Montreal is here. Um, yeah, I definitely think, as you said, he should be there. We know this league. We know how the awards work. So I'm with you. I don't think he will be unless Montreal wins. And yeah, in my mind, if it if he can take it to at least six games, I think he should be. Um, but pending a shutout, one more shutout for Vass, or uh, you know, a few more goals for Brain Point, I don't think there's any chance they have unless they win that. So yeah, uh, that will. Do it for the NHL, unless you have any other notes.
1: Yeah, last bit of news is the Seattle Kraken named their first ever coach. And it's an interesting yeah. one. Um, I love Dave Haxtell. He coached UND for like 12 years or something. Ridiculous. Uh, did great there. He was the first coach ever. Not ever. He was the first coach in like 30... Oh, here we go. 33 years to make the jump from the NCAA to the NHL when the Flyers hired him. Obviously that went really, really poorly and he hasn't really had success at the NHL level, which is why I found this an interesting choice. Um, He did like three and a half years at the Flyers, made the playoffs twice, but was a first round exit both times. Um, And just overall, it was just an ugly period for the Flyers under his coaching. Um, The last two years he's been with the Leafs as an assistant and obviously more failure there. So it's interesting. It's very, very interesting, but I think, you know, the Kraken are going to be a young roster. Um, That's just inevitable. So are the Knights. Um, There's, you know, they'll have veterans that teams are trying to pawn off, but they're, for the most part, going to be a young team and they'll have a lot of draft picks. So I think he'll do well with a young team uh, because he does well with like college aged kids. And I think he'll have a lot of that and maybe be able to build something and grow something there. So I don't hate it, but I was genuinely surprised. It seemed like for a while that Rick Tockett was the guy they were going to go with and maybe David Quinn also, um, but they went with Dave Haxtell. kind of came out of nowhere for me, but um, yeah, I don't hate it. Again, I love Haxtell, but I do kind of question it um, for the crack. It's just a weird choice. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and as you said, it came out of nowhere. I mean, I don't know of anybody who really even heard his name being thrown around. Like you said, Rick Tockett's name was around a lot. I heard he had three different interviews with them. It kind of seemed like he was the guy. Uh, people knew they were still interviewing other pe- other um, coaches, but nobody was really named. So I just expected to be Tockett when they said they had something big to release. And lo and behold, Dave Haxtell. Um, yeah, very surprising. We'll see how it goes. I I don't see it going as well. I don't think he was the best option, but um, for the points you, you laid out and the fact that the team itself will be pretty good right off the bat along with a decent amount of resources uh, to work with, I don't see him failing right away with this team by any means.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. And he also now it's different than also when he was with Philly because he'll have a large say in who they even take and, you know, constructing the roster from the ground up. So he'll be in a better position for sure than he was with Philly. Um, Last sports thing that we need to talk about. I think that's going on in the world is the euros right now. Um, If you love the world cup, you should watch the euros. It's great. It's been really entertaining tournament. Uh, there was a great game today, Belgium versus Portugal. Belgium won one 0 uh, So Portugal was the reigning Euro champs. Um, so we there will be a new champion. They're in the knockout rounds now. There's 16 teams left. Um, it's on every day. Well, it'll be on Monday and Tuesday, and then a break for the final eight. Um, we only know one matchup in the final eight, the quarterfinals at the moment. It will be Italy versus Belgium. That'll be on Friday, Friday afternoon. Um the rest is still oh I'm sorry. And Denmark versus Czech Republic will be Saturday at noon. Uh so we know those two, the rest are still to be determined. But yeah, it's been a fun tournament. So yeah, again, if you like the World Cup, you know, if you don't watch soccer, but you watch the World Cup like a lot of Americans do, uh, you should watch the Euros because it's basically the World Cup. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and it's been as you said, just a great, uh, great tournament this year. In and out, um, Belgium versus Italy is going to be such a good game. I'm very excited for that one. I haven't followed all of this. I followed Italy through most of their games so far, and yeah, very excited for that.
1: And then the Copa America is also going on. Which again, if you like the World Cup, you should watch that. Although it's not as entertaining, am I? humble opinion, but that's also happening. I believe they're in the knockout rounds now as well. Although, don't quote me on that. It's too late. Uh, Hold on. Hold, please. No, they are not yet in... Wait. Yeah, no, they are not yet in the knockout rounds. They are still in the group stages at this point in time. So... Once that hits the knockout rounds, though, I, I will be watching the knockout rounds, and I recommend everyone does as well. This is a little different. There's less teams, so they the knockout rounds start with eight teams left and then go to four and then the championship, uh, whereas the Euros start at 16 and then so on. So a little different, less teams, less exciting, but still good. And then I would just say uh, if, the, if you are interested in what I've been saying, The games I would recommend watching coming up when you're listening to this on Monday at noon, Croatia plays Spain. That's going to be a really good game. And then Tuesday at noon, England versus Germany is a huge game. England has home field in that one, actually. It's played at Wembley Stadium. That's going to be a big one as well. So those are the two I would recommend watching uh, in the remaining round of 16. For sure. For sure.
0: How uh, how do they do stadiums? Is it is it like a still a home field advantage or is it decided where the location is for that year slash um, that tournament? It's just um, they pre
1: pick the locations of games, so it's just kind of random that England has home field. Okay, um, like. Italy, Austria was also played in London, for example. And then, like, Belgium, Portugal was played in Seville, Spain. So it's just completely random. Okay. Um, Croatia versus Spain is being played in Denmark. Like, it, it, they just picked certain cities. Um, the championship, though, is played in London as well. London gets so- the championship, they got both semifinal games as well. Um, so once you get to four teams left, it'll, it'll all be at Wembley Stadium.
0: Yeah, so England could really have home field advantage here.
1: Home- yes, and England, if they beat Germany, have a really, really, well, I don't want to say an easy path, but a on paper, an easy path, because they will play the winner of Sweden and Ukraine, neither of which is a very good side. Sweden's been playing well, but like they should be able to win that. And then they're in the semis, and they get home field, like you said, so. England uh, is in a good position if they can get past Germany. We know how tough Germany is.
0: Okay. Who do you see coming uh, out? Who's your winner of everybody that's left?
1: I'm rooting for Belgium. I've been rooting for Belgium. I also, kind of England, have been rooting for. So I hope it's one of them. Who I okay. actually think will win. France is the heavy favorite. I could see that, but... I'm going to go with Belgium. I think it's, it's finally time that this team, this Belgium national team, wins something. It's just been disappointment after disappointment after disappointment, so I'll go with them. Okay. Lukaku with the game winner. In the final? Yes. Against... Okay. Actually, I don't, I don't have the bracket in front of me, so I don't know who they could possibly face in the final. So never mind. We're not going to have an against. Yes. Just Belgium winning. Yes.
0: Okay. Who do you have winning? Uh, Italy, of course. Why would I pick anybody else? And that basically means that between you and I, whoever we have winning that game of Italy versus Belgium is just winning it all. But... They have surrendered they surrendered their first goal in I think it was 1100 minutes last game and they still won that one so uh, yeah, I see them making a run.
1: Yeah, and you know what that's not a crazy thing to say is that the winner of that Belgium Italy game might win the whole thing. That is same you could say the same for the England Germany game. The winner of that could very well win the whole thing. So those are probably the two, Definitely the two games to watch, and like moving forward from this point, and definitely going to have a huge impact on this tournament for sure. For sure. Spencer agree. He nodded at me.
0: He agrees. Nice. This is why we uh, recorded our video now, just so we get those those inaudible moments. Well, did you see the Spotify
1: live things? We could do like a live show now. Didn't- but we need to green room. Yeah. It's like anchor, but live. So we should maybe look into that Just start doing live recordings. People can tune in if they want live or just listen to it again afterwards. But
0: why not do both? Right. Might as well. Yeah. Maybe we'll look to have that set up by end of July. Three episodes from now. End of July too late too early when
1: <laughs> it's going to take a whole month to download an app what
0: well i just know uh <laughs> the next few weekends in july are going to be tough for me i mean so i didn't want to say next week and then not be here and yeah oh my god <laughs> right, we will... <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe by uh, next year we'll we'll, yeah. we'll try yeah. doing some live episodes <laughs> That's
0: forever. Spotify, anyways uh Last bad yeah. news I Sports. Chrome beat the Whip Snakes in the PLL today. That is the Whip Snakes' first loss, and I think it was six hundred and twenty-seven days, almost two full years. Uh so yeah. Way to go, Chrome. Congrats. Granted, there's only I think ten straight I mean still a lot, but ten straight wins in that two year span since they did just do a tournament not a full season last year. Uh but still first loss in over a year and a half for the back-to-back champions whip snakes. Yeah, yeah. That, that will
1: do bad. it. Good stuff. Uh,
0: thank you for tuning in to Top Chef Sports and the B-League Bench Talk, and look for us to do our live episodes. You know, anytime from one week to one year from now, and we will keep you updated on that. And watch the Euros and Copa America.